Perhaps the surge of emotions in his eyes were too strong and too piercing. The junior officials being stared at by him quickly waved their hands. We didn't tell any outsiders, Shillian demanded with his eyes red. Then how did they know? None of the 30-something heavenly officials present appeared surprised when they heard his question. Since so many heavenly officials already knew, then how many officials in the upper court had already heard? Having been questioned by him, those heavenly officials were stumped for a bit before they argued. Well, it's not like they're outsiders. We're all close friends here. There aren't any secrets between us, so telling them isn't the same as telling anyone else. Other than to the heavenly officials here, we won't say anything. Shillian didn't wait for them to finish before he cried sharply. Lies! What a bunch of lies! I don't believe you. To have him interrupt so sharply, those junior officials were also starting to feel a little embarrassed, shrinking back into the crowd. Just then, one of the heavenly officials suddenly shouted, What does it matter if you believe them or not? It's already pretty good that no one exposed what good deeds your highness has done here in the mortal realm. And still you ask them to keep a secret for you? What duty do we have to keep a secret for you? What a joke. It was like a bucket of ice-cold water was thrown in Shedian's face, followed by a blade piercing his heart. He quickly said, No, I... But another one piped up. If you didn't do anything immoral, you wouldn't fear talk. You're the one who's corrupted, and you blame others for not keeping their word. If anyone wants to keep such unjust affairs a secret for you, then that'd be the true crime. No, Shillian cried. I... He wanted to say that there was a reason, that he hadn't wanted to. But he also knew very well in his heart that no matter what reason there was, it wasn't important. What mattered was, he did indeed try to rob. A blemish like this, like a brand of shame, marked his face and it was making him turn infinitely small before these heavenly officials, too afraid to even raise his voice in defending himself. Seeing that his will was diminishing, one of the martial gods stepped up. Your Highness, now do you understand why we don't want you here to cultivate with us? Shillian lowered his head and clenched his fists. That martial god continued. We are not on the same path. And those not of the same parts shall not cross. You best leave. Hearing him say, Those not of the same parts shall not cross. So presumptuously, Shillian suddenly understood. They could talk in circles, but at the end of the day, it was all just so he'd let go of the spiritual land. The knuckles of his fists were cracking, and the lump in his throat pressed down for a while, before Shillian said darkly, I'm not leaving. I will stay here and train. At this very moment, his anger toward those 30-something heavenly officials had surpassed his embarrassment. Since things had progressed to this point, then he might as well break all the broken jaws and give it his all. Instead of running away with his tail between his legs, he'd rather thicken his face and stand his ground, forcing them to relent. Shillin whipped his head up and reiterated, I will stay here to train. This mountain isn't any of your domain. None of you have any right to ask me to leave. 
Seeing how he had hardened his attitude, the thirty-something heavenly officials' faces all darkened. Shilian heard someone mutter, Why must it be like this? I have never seen anyone so thick-skinned. Still, they could say all they wanted. Shilian would stand his ground. Even if his heart was now bleeding profusely, having been stabbed by spears of lips and swords of tongues, still, he would stubbornly remain without moving. That martial god said, It seems your highness will force your way and bring displeasure to everyone. Shilian said coldly, Come chase me out if you've got what it takes. Even if you all want to, you haven't the skills. The moment he said this, a number of the heavenly officials instantly dropped their faces and pulled out their weapons. Of course they would. To martial gods, his words just now were a grave provocation. There were a number of them present who were martial gods. There was no way they could pretend that they didn't hear. Having been surrounded, Shilin wasn't scared a bit. He had no blades in his hands and could only grip tightly onto the branch he used as a trekking pole. One of the martial guards said severely, Your Highness, if you apologize immediately, we can pretend you didn't just offend us. However, Shilian replied, If I brought any displeasure to any of you, I refuse to apologize. Gripping that tree branch, he pointed forward, Because none of you are fit to be gods. Before him was a wave of outrage. Someone clicked his tongue. We're not fit, and someone like you, who robbed mortals, is worthy. Shailing couldn't hold back anymore, and he didn't want to anymore either. Sweeping that branch, he charged forward to attack, yelling, You bullies! Those martial guards readied their weapons to welcome his attack. The heavenly official standing in the back cried, It's not like we forced you to go rob. So what reason do you have to begrudge us? However, they were too glad too early. At first they thought, without spiritual powers and without weapons, Shirian must be easy to take down. Yet unexpectedly, that wasn't the case at all. Even though it was only a branch in Shirian's hand, it was swung like a vicious blade, forcing them back exceedingly strong. Both sides didn't fight for very long before a number of martial god swords were sent flying. They were even scared of getting scratched by the sharp winds swept by the swinging branch, each of them so startled that they fled to hide in the back. Esteemed heavenly officials couldn't even defeat a banished mortal. What an embarrassment. Just then, one of the heavenly officials watching the fight suddenly shrieked from the distance. What's this? With that cry, the other heavenly officials became alarmed too. What's going on? That heavenly official seemed to be in excruciating pain, covering his face and bent at the waist. Uh, a ball of ghost fire hit my eyes just now. Is he playing tricks? Shilin recalled that this was the official that was pointing at him, shouting that he was a robber, and he snorted. What ghost fire? If you want to rob me of spiritual land, then just say so. There's no need to slander me any further. His fury flared again, and his attacks became more aggressive. The spears and blades of that circle of martial gods were all struck away by his normal, 
perfectly sized branch, and the weapons clattered as they fell all over the ground. Suddenly, someone yelled, It's caught! It's caught! Look! Shilin paused and steadied himself, and saw those heavenly officials in a riot. Something was in someone's hand, being raised high for all to see. There really is a ghost fire. He's playing dirty. We've got proof. Shilin looked closely, and sure enough, it was a ball of hauntingly blazing little ghost fire. I don't even know what's going on. How dare you accuse me of playing tricks just by catching some ghost fire? It's not like ghost fires are anything rare. Do you see my name carved on it? That heavenly official who shrieked held his eye. Why would normal ghost fires attack my eyes? If it wasn't under your control, why would it act like this? Shillian rebuked. And I can say it's some wandering spirit on the mountain that was scared by you lot and came crashing in a daze. What kind of proof is that? The first martial god who made a move went and grabbed the ghost fire. Who cares whose control it's under? A harmful thing like this. Just disperse it, he said, as he gripped harder, looking like he was going to squeeze that spirit apart. Seeing this, Shillian blurted out, Let it go. In the end, he still couldn't bear to have wandering spirits be dragged into their quarrel, and he went up to fight that martial god to retrieve the ghost fire. Since his intention was to take the spirit back, he held back a bit, and the two stood at a standstill. Suddenly, a few of the heavenly officials from behind called out, You're here? Come quick. Come see for yourself just what's going on. It sounded as if someone had come. The heavenly officials all looked over and said, You're finally here. We've been waiting for you. Come give us a hand. Hearing this, Shailene was startled at first and thought, Could this be someone powerful? Then he thought, Well, who cares who it is? If they're going to give me trouble, I'll just fight another round. I'm not afraid of anyone. His guts were filled with resentment right now and he was prepared to enter into a brawl. Yet, unexpectedly, when the crowd had parted and the one who had arrived fashionably late came forward, Shillian was thoroughly stunned. He had never thought that the one who had come would be Mu Ching. Mu Ching obviously hadn't expected that he'd bump into Shillian in such a situation. The moment their eyes met, they were both shocked. Shillian's eyes were wide and he completely forgot about the martial gods he had been fighting. He muttered, Why are you here? Aren't you? He noticed something after only having said a few words, and he instantly understood and shut up. What Mu Ching was wearing right now weren't those old, worn black robes from when they were on the run, but rather the martial heavenly official attire of the lower court. In the past, when Feng Xin and Mu Ching were working as Shilian's left and right hands, their abilities were much admired and appreciated, catching the eyes of many. Later, when Shilian was banished, there were a number of heavenly officials who thought it a shame that Feng Xin and Mu Ching were also banished. There were even some who'd come ask in secret whether they'd be willing to transfer to other palaces to serve. It wasn't impossible for a heavenly official who out of admiration, would pull Mu Cheng up to the lower court to serve them. 
That must be it. Moreover, he must have done well for himself. Otherwise, he wouldn't be banding together with this group of heavenly officials to come search for auspicious lands to cultivate. Shilian was still in the body of a mortal, but Mu Ching had already returned to the lower court. To have a scenario like this, how ironic. On the other side, Mu Ching finally steadied himself with great effort. He asked in confusion, What's going on here? Those heavenly officials all fought to tell their tales. Shilian stood from afar, his body extremely stiff. He noticed that they didn't tell Mu Ching about his robbery. What did this mean? It meant Mu Ching had already heard about the incident. Mu Ching also knew that he went to rob. Drop after drop of cold sweat rolled down from the side of Shilian's face, and he involuntarily backed up a couple of steps. That martial god who had been facing him earlier huffed in anger. He wants to take the spiritual land all for himself and chase us out. Mu Ching, hurry and help. What help? Have Mu Ching helped to fight him? Shilin was going numb with rage, shocked to the core. He finally snapped back to himself and stammered furiously. You, you're all giving a false account. So shameless. It wasn't like that at all. It clearly wasn't. Mu Ching was only watching from the side and Shilin was going anxious with rage. He charged out with the branch again. Those martial gods were having trouble defending, backing away in defeat, and they yelled again. Mu Ching, what are you doing standing there? The other heavenly officials also joined in on the yelling, but Mu Ching still looked hesitant. The other heavenly officials also joined in on the yelling, but Mu Ching still looked hesitant, like he didn't know whether he should attack. Shilin heard them urge Mu Ching to surround himself and his heart blazed with rage. Mu Ching isn't like you all. He's my friend. He would never help you. He raged and raged and put more strength into his hand, sending another row of weapons flying. The rest of the heavenly officials saw that he was growing bolder the more he fought, that things weren't going down right, and they cried urgently. Mu Ching, are you just going to watch him mess things up as he wills? Mu Ching's expression changed to something unreadable, and he took a step forward, his fingers twitching. The heavenly officials next to him prompted, Don't just stand there. Give us a hand. It just had to be at this moment that someone remarked sarcastically. It's understandable that Mu Ching doesn't want to move. He was His Highness's personal attendant, after all. Even if His Highness was robbing mortals and spiritual land, he still has to consider the old affection of their past relations. It's already more than enough that he didn't join his highness, so how can we possibly expect him to help us? The words sounded like they were giving Mu Ching an out, truly wicked. Immediately, veins popped on Mu Ching's forehead. The air was growing delicate, and Shilin could tell things were going wrong. Mu Ching. He only called out the name, but the next moment, his hands were light, followed by the sound of something being slashed. Shilin blinked and looked down. What was slashed was his only weapon, that tree branch. When he looked up again, Mu Ching before him was already holding a Zen Bateau. 
Right at the moment, the tip of the blade was pointed at Chilean. The one controlling the saber said coldly, Please leave. Chilean stared at Mu Ching with that broken branch in his hand. After a long while, he tried. I hadn't really wanted to rob anyone. I wasn't going to take over the spiritual land either. I came here first. Mu Ching repeated expressionlessly. Please leave. Please leave. Shilin gazed at him and hesitated for a moment. You know I'm not lying, right? When he asked this, he was a little hopeful, but also a little scared. A voice was telling him, don't ask anymore. Just turn around and walk away. But still, he couldn't help but ask. Before Mu Ching responded, Shilin's body suddenly slumped forward and he fell heavily onto the ground. The ground was the muddy earth of the mountain path, filled with holes and ditches, covered in rocks and fallen leaves. Shilin lay sprawled on the ground, his eyes bulging and still in a state of disbelief. One of those heavenly officials had shoved him while he was at a loss and made him fall this embarrassingly in front of so many eyes. It really was too embarrassing. All around were voices high and low, filling the air, or entering Shilian's ears. His eyes were extremely wide, and he looked before him at the blackened ground before slowly raising his head. He saw Mu Ching standing not too far away from him. Mu Ching was standing amongst those heavenly officials, not looking at him. Just like the others, he had no intention of giving Shilian a hand to help pull him up. Thus, Shilian understood. No one would give him a hand to help pull him up. He lay there for a good while before he crawled up himself. Those heavenly officials thought he was about to start another bout and were exceedingly alarmed. But Shilian didn't seek to fight anyone anymore. His head was bowed low as he fumbled around. And after finding that little satchel the queen had packed for him, he picked it up silently, carried it on his back, turned around, and headed to descend the mountain, step by step. As he walked, his steps grew faster and faster. It didn't take long before Shelian started running madly. He held his breath and ran all the way down the mountain, not taking a moment to rest. He didn't know how far he'd run, and suddenly, without minding his footing, he tripped and fell again, and that breath he was holding finally came out with a mouthful of angry blood. In his moment of panic, he hadn't thought to get up and only sat on the ground panting. Even when his breathing returned to normal, he didn't think to stand up and instead started spacing out right on the spot. Suddenly, a hand was extended to him. Shilin blinked slowly at it and his eyes followed this arm and looked up. It was Ching again. He was standing next to Shilian, his face slightly pale, with his hand reached out. A brief moment later, he said stiffly, Are you all right? Shilian watched him with empty eyes and didn't speak. Perhaps it was because he was growing uncomfortable with his chilling gaze. Mu Ching averted his eyes. Still, his hand was outstretched. Get up. This hand had reached out too late. Shelian didn't take his hand, and he didn't get up either. He 
He only continued to stare at him with unblinking eyes. The two were at a standstill for a long time, and Wu Ching's face was growing darker and darker. Just as he was about to take his hand back, Xielin suddenly grabbed a handful of mud and slung it at Mu Ching with a pa. Mu Ching had never expected that he would do such a thing and really didn't know whether it could be called rude or juvenile. A ball of dirty mud splattered on his chest, splashing spots onto his face, and he was bewildered. A moment later, anger rolled up, but he forced it down. He said darkly, I didn't have a choice. He indeed didn't have a choice. He was getting along well with those heavenly officials. And if he just stood and watched his colleagues get beaten by Shelian without helping, others would think he was on Shelian's side. And that would ruin his day. It was as if Shelian forgot how to speak and only continued to hurl mud at him. Wiching blocked a couple of times, but he couldn't keep it up. He cried furiously. Are you crazy? Didn't I just tell you I didn't have a choice? Didn't you go rob because you also didn't have a choice? Scram! Get out of here! Leave! Those were the only words echoing in Shelian's mind, but he couldn't utter a single sound and could only grab at anything at his disposal to throw. He didn't care who he was hurling at either. Finally, Muching couldn't take this anymore and he steeled his face as he swept his sleeves and left. Shelin panted harshly for a bit and fell back down, spacing out again. He sat in that position until night fell. After the skies turned dark, a large number of phosphorine flames came floating, dancing hauntingly about. It was as if Shelin didn't see them and didn't bother to muster any strength. However, those phosphorine flames seemed to be upset that they weren't noticed, and more and more gathered by his side. Shillian still ignored them, until the figure of a person appeared from within the phosphorine flames. The arrival of that person seemed to always be accompanied by an immense, ominous foreboding. Shillian sensed something and slowly lifted his head. About ten feet away, the silhouette of a white-clothed man was standing amidst the countless floating phosphorine flames, and half of the mask on his face was smiling hauntingly. He greeted pleasantly. How are you, your highness?